When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Grassroots Marketing. Each episode curates thought-provoking dialogue with an exclusive class of thought leaders who will offer high-end roundtable business strategies and solutions that seek to prune and harvest great ideas in each 30-minute episode. Thought leaders in the cannabis industry convene here to share some of their best practices and protocols. Let's chart the growth of this burgeoning industry, one of the world's premier cash crops, right now on Grassroots Marketing. And let's continue our coverage of the MJ Business Conference here on CannabisRadio.com and Grassroots Marketing with my next guest. He is the Chief Commercial Officer at Philo, F-Y-L-L-O, Jeff Ragavan. Jeff, thanks for joining us. Great to be on the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, Wonderful. Really glad to have you on. And by the way, we are familiar with Philo because... uh, we actually had on our NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice podcast, Bethany Moore recently spoke about emerging markets and data compliance with Chad Bronstein, who also is with Philo. want to make sure, yeah. just to point people out to that episode to make sure that. But, we, you know, we can talk podcasting on what, because uh, one, of the, uh, one of the things that we have most in common, Jeff and I, is uh, our love of podcasting, because you actually do host the Alchemy podcast, which is... You going on a quest to explore the intersection of cannabis, compliance, and creative in the marketing world today and beyond. So far, 113 episodes to date. So having that aspect going on with what you're doing, Afilo, talk to me about the experience here and and really just the interaction you've had. And based on the MJ business experience and overall, what are some of the maybe one or two highlights that you feel like are very important among the people you're talking to? show floor and on your podcast these days yeah so you mean as far as you know at the event last week right i want to just get an idea of what were some of the couple of things that people are really focusing on the most if it comes to legalization when it comes to you know corporate yeah. uh intervention into the space the need the, the rise of msos and you know the constant investment money that's on the waiting in the wings to be invested in to the space once legalization is in play Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the last week at MJ Biz was uh, kind of a flurry, um, if you will. And I think, you know, if you look at what happened a few years ago, two years ago before COVID, you know, it was much smaller. Um, You know, this year, obviously, you know, from skipping last year, more and more people came out. But also at the same time, you know, the industry has really exploded, um, you know, especially through COVID. So there's been a tremendous amount of growth. You know, a tremendous amount of acquisitions, a tremendous amount of opportunity out there. 
So, you know, I think from uh, being in Vegas, it was really everyone in the industry really kind of descended together. Um, so there was, you know, plenty of opportunity to actually talk to people when it came to, um, you know, service providers, um, if people were doing deals and partnerships and acquisitions, you know, really the time to, you know, have face-to-face -face meetings. Um, I think also it was really great to see there was, you know, a force of people in every single uh, vertical. So you had people from the MSOs, you had folks from the SSOs, you had, you know, mom and pops, dispensaries, you had a ton of law firms there this time, um, a ton of folks in real estate. And, um, you know, I think it was also a, it was an interesting time just because right before MJ Biz, we also had, you know, there was Hall of Flowers, there was Trailblazers, there was all these events that were taking place where you're able to see some people, um, you know, start conversations, move the needle, and then really get to spend a lot of time with them in Vegas. And there's a lot of events, you know, uh, Philo actually hosted a, a pretty um, epic party Wednesday night at Tau where we had Diplo spinning. And I think our, our the last count we had, um, we had to close it because there were so many people, but we were at 1,200 people for the wow. party. Um, and it's crazy because, you know, we threw a party, you know, three, two and a half years ago, right before COVID, and we had probably 300 guests. So that just goes to show you the size and the growth of what's happening in the industry. Um, and, uh, you know, I think new products, you know, a lot of um, consolidation in the space in the last year alone, and just, you know, really kind of, you know, getting up to date on everything that's happening in the space was kind of the name of the game for last week. There's a lot of issues you could talk about that are going to be circulated around all the conference rooms out there. Uh, one of the things I can tell you uh, that I want to also bring up to you real quickly is, um, first of all, your background is was as co-founder of Buddy Media, which was a social marketing platform that got acquired by Salesforce for yep. a good chunk of change in 2012. That's uh, amazing accomplishment for Salesforce to go take something that was such a proprietary uh, thing that you were so instrumental in creating. And... You served in the C-suite at Salesforce, co-founded Social Native. You've launched this podcast, and you're working on the global commercialization of Philo's products yes. and overseeing M&A activity and potential fundraising. Uh, one of the things I want to ask you in just some of the areas of what you're working on right now, in terms yeah. of social media. Now, yeah. you created, uh, you worked in social media from the enterprise side, from the business-to-business -business side. And we noticed that the campus industry has not been played a good hand in terms of social media. Uh, one of the things I want to ask about is uh, when it comes to marketing, one of the things that you brought up that was really quite fascinating is you mentioned how program programmatic digital advertising is the future of cannabis marketing. So basically just overshoot yeah. social media. And I want to just take a quick clip here about what you've said about it. So one of the greatest advantages of running programmatic advertising, this is something you wrote, allows brands to optimize their targeting in real time. Changing the course mm -hmm. of a digital ad is a lot easier than moving a billboard to a new location to guarantee the right audience sees the message. Programmatic advertising can ensure a brand's messages are deployed on thousands of related sites and publications that visit every day. And one of the most common issues cannabis marketers face is the assumption that not being able to advertise on social media or Google automatically means that digital advertising is simply not an option for cannabis. Now, being in the media space, we've heard about programmatic for years. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel like programmatic digital advertising really fits into the model of what people, what cannabis companies should do to market. Yeah, no, I'm glad that you brought that up because it's very important. And, you know, yes, I think first addressing the issues with social, um, 
you know, for one, there's obviously a tremendous amount of, um, you know, obstacles that get in the way if you want to market on social. You can't run ads on Facebook. You can't run ads on Instagram. You can't run ads on Google, right? So I think a lot of marketers kind of say, okay, we can't run ads. So we're just going to go and, you know, do traditional stuff, mailers, billboards, et cetera. The fact of the matter is, is that, you know, programmatic is definitely something that is not new. Um, but for the cannabis space, this is something we've been doing for years. And it really comes down to the data, right? So you can target anybody, no matter where they are, depending on, you know, certain data sets that you might have available. So, you know, at Philo, we really kind of uh, segment everything by state, by transaction, um, by who's buying what and where, and we're able to target them and drive them into dispensaries on sites that, by the way, they're viewing every day. So it could be something like, you know, a Condé Nast, or it could be a USA Today, or a Men's Health, or whatever it might be. Um, the idea behind programmatic is being able to reach that potential consumer that you know is a fit on the sites that they frequently actually hang out on. And so I think a lot of people almost, I don't, I don't think they're blind by it, but they almost assume that because you can't run on social, you're not going to be able to run media or standard display or video across you know, premium sites. And that's just not the case. So it's a, it's a really good opportunity and a really good time, you know, especially for cannabis marketers to be able to do very cool, very fun, very intricate campaigns when it comes to digital without having to do it through social. And one of the things that we're doing that's really awesome is we're actually working with a lot of our clients where we take their organic social posts and we actually turn them into ads to run not on social, but on those publisher sites. Um, so it's kind of the best of both worlds. So to give a little bit of context for our listeners, if we're not necessarily familiar, programmatic advertising, uh, properly defined, or programmatic ad buying, put simply is the use of software to buy digital advertising, whereas the traditional method includes requests for proposals, tenders, quotes, and human negotiation. Programmatic buying uses machines and algorithms to purchase this place. So we're talking about AI and machine learning here. And mm -hmm. given your background in uh, most, uh, obviously the paid search space in the yeah. business, the business world of, you know, just technology and we would say SEO or affiliate marketing in those kind of areas. Uh, we've had people that have come into the space that have tried to inject digital marketing into the space to, as another route, um, but there are some people that are getting some bad information and okay. might not be swayed into doing programmatic because it, I don't know if it's anything from, you know, the kind of ad spending needs to be made or, yeah. you know, just having a good understanding of uh, with somebody like yourself that can explain this best. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I think there are probably some folks that might have been exposed to you know, a company that might not really know what they're doing in the cannabis space, but that runs programmatic elsewhere um, and might be doing either small programs or they're running on sites that are inappropriate. Um, and by sites that are inappropriate, I mean, not, you know, premium publisher sites. I mean, you know, bottom of the barrel, you know, could be porn, could be, you know, any number of sites that are just not good for, you know, what the marketer is looking to do. And so I think there's, I've definitely talked to a ton of clients who have tested, you know, with others and actually ran very, very poor inventory and didn't get any good results. And that's because of the way that the programmatic was actually deployed. 
it's some information I'm taking from the Digital Marketing Institute. They talk about the fact that they went through uh, eMarket actually put out uh, some graphics out and mentioning about that now 65% of digital media will be programmatic. Being able to control where you want to advertise in front of which audience you want to advertise. Are there any setbacks at all because of the fact the industry, just the same way social media decides to put restrictions and parameters on cannabis, can this be also an effect in programmatic ad buying? I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's really, it comes down to the publisher. So not every publisher is going to allow, you know, THC or CBD marketing. Mm -hmm. There are still a good deal of publishers out there that have not moved the needle yet where they're like, you know what? It's not federally legalized. So until that happens, we are not going to allow that type of content. In the last two years, there's been a tremendous amount of publishers that have gone the other direction said, you know what, let's test this. Let's see, you know, if this works, I mean, it's a huge opportunity for them from a revenue perspective to be, you know, earning those CPMs in the cannabis world. They're doing it for, you know, food and beverage, especially in alcohol. Why not for cannabis where we have, we've kind of hit a uh, threshold or, you know, a tipping point where most of the country is okay with this, you know? And I think a lot of publishers are starting to realize that there's a good deal of revenue for them to make. Um, and they've opened up their platforms. And at the end of the day, they just need to police and ensure that all of the ads that are being deployed, especially for programmatic, are fully compliant. You know, and that's where we come in because we have a compliance platform that we would never even deploy an ad creative on a publisher site on behalf of a client unless it first was approved from a compliance perspective through our team. And so a lot of the publishers that we work with either use our technology for uh, compliance or also know that we're never going to actually deploy anything that isn't legit. Let's uh, great place to go and transition now. Let's talk about the Philo Compliance Cloud. So, people to go to the website, hellofilo.com, hellofylo.com. Everything's right there. Compliance for solutions for highly regulated industries, and you have everything from media to data to retail to regulatory, all in one place. Uh, try to as best you can. Try to go and just kind of summarize. Yeah the uh the uh, possibilities and opportunities that you can have for anybody working to if they want to go ahead and you know try out this compliance cloud that you offer yeah thank you so yeah i think you know at the cornerstone of everything and the foundation of everything we do is compliance right and so you know we acquired a company two years ago called Canaregs. um you know it's uh founded by amanda ostrowitz you know we acquired them we rebuilt it um, we replatformed it, and you know we now have a, a pretty transparent uh, layer when it comes to compliance for everything in the cannabis space, and that means not just federal uh, and state regulation, but also all the way down to the local jurisdictions. And you probably know this very well, but if you're operating in cannabis or you're in a state like, let's just say, Michigan, where there might be over a thousand jurisdictions. You have to make sure that you're playing by the rules in all those local, you know, cities and, and whatnot and towns. And so what our platform does on the compliance side is it really um, showcases all of that local data when it comes to uh, ballot measures, ordinances, bills, um, laws and statutes, policy changes, you name it, it's in there. And we're also tracking all of the meetings that are taking place. So I live in New York and what's really, you know, exciting for me is you know, obviously New York just legalized this year, but all of the local towns in New York essentially have until the end of the year 
um, to opt in or out of consumption um, and sale of cannabis. And so if I'm a retail, um, uh, if, I'm, if I'm looking to get into retail and cannabis or I'm real estate, I'm looking to open up a dispensary that I wanna rent out, I need to make sure that I'm paying attention to all of the meetings that are taking place across the state. And it's hard to do that when there's so many different jurisdictions. So our platform really surfaces that, all the meetings, all the minutes, um, the sessions, um, everything's at your fingertips where you can really go in and see that. Um, and at the end of the day, we're really just trying to help a lot of the law firms, a lot of the cannabis operators, anyone who's touching the plant, really um, accelerate their research because they spend so much time looking for stuff, right? They, they might spend 40 hours a week looking for things that are dispersed across so many different platforms. And what we do is we help kind of surface all that in one single easy uh, to find platform. And so I think the, the compliance side of our business is really exciting um, just because it allows people to have that pulse of everything that's happening. They can set it up and customize to whatever their need is, whatever state they're in, whatever jurisdiction they're monitoring, and also have access to like all the forms that they can possibly need, um, any guidance documents, uh, anything like that. So kind of it's your one-stop place for, you know, research when it comes to, you know, cannabis law rules and regs and even tax charts. Now, Jeff, I would say, a, yeah. I, I got to ask a, a, a little bit of a tough question. Yeah. Because of your background, you worked at Salesforce, yeah. you create, you helped the co-found social native. This compliance cloud to me feels like altogether encompasses what Salesforce and what social native in, uh, derided from it was a complete uh, actually a full service complete service that makes those options kind of combined together for this space the only thing is that i we in my company actually did use salesforce but we seriously need to find somebody that was able to go ahead and understand interpret and be able to manage the software and it was a little bit tough to adopt what can you tell me about the adoption of the compliance cloud and uh, you know for a lot of people, when it comes to data services, when it comes to compliance, uh, any software as a service, it's the adoption yeah. rate that's going to be difficult, especially in the cannabis industry. It just happens to be that way. What would you say yeah. about that? Absolutely. I think that's a great question. I think when you look at something like Salesforce, right, you have the Salesforce cloud, if you will, right? And I mean, we, had the, we had to seriously hire one person that could understand the whole thing. And, you know, it was a price yeah. point. Yeah. Well, that, there's, there's a difference, right? So Salesforce is really your kind of one-stop place for CRM. It's where you're putting yeah. in all of your information. You're putting in your deals, your revenue, your account information. Mm -hmm. You're using it for service. You're using it for marketing, right? They obviously acquired my company to create the marketing cloud. Um, and then they have it by industry. And so Salesforce is really, you know, it's an amazing platform. However, Salesforce is something that you truly have to customize and you have to put the inputs in. That's yeah. very different from what we're doing on our side with oh, the regulatory okay. database, right? What we have here is we have a compliance platform, right? That we've seen 300% growth in, in the last year. Um, this is all about accelerating your business. It's not about you putting inputs in. We've actually gone out, we found and sourced every single piece of information out there We've put it into the platform. We've given um, you know all sorts of um, updates. We have analysts that go in and give you little summaries for everything that's happened, whether it was you know a new law that went into effect. 
if it was a town meeting. And we actually have all of these, um, you know, categorized by areas of interest. So you could actually say, hey, I'm looking for anything, you know, for advertising and marketing or banking or licensing or packaging. And that information is already there. It's very easy to use because it's at your fingertips. You're not putting anything in there other than saving queries that you might want to get an alert on if there's an update or a, let's just say an addendum to some rule. Salesforce, on the other hand, is stuff that you have to put in and you have to understand how to use that. This is a totally different platform. The, the combination of the two of them together, they're both SaaS platforms, right? Because they're software and they're subscriptions. But in the case of the regulatory database at Philo, right, this is really giving you all the information you need on tracking licensing opportunities, decisions that have happened, um, and giving you kind of the agile opportunity to move quickly uh, because the research is already there and done. So totally different. Jeff, I really enjoyed having our time together to talk about Philo. Uh, take a couple minutes, just take another minute or so. Go ahead and uh, let's give some finishing thoughts and really some other highlights that people might not know about when they go to the website. Hello, FYLO.com. So a couple other things we want to talk about when it comes to regulatory and some other features. Awesome. Yeah. You know, I think from, a, you know, we, we obviously covered a lot of ground with regulatory yeah. and uh, programmatic for operators, but at the same time, you know, we also have really great tools uh, for, you know, loyalty and rewards. So, you know, this is also part of the Philo compliance cloud and, you know, a lot of this is also backed up by our regulatory database so that you can stay compliant with your communications when it comes to, you know, texting and rewards and loyalty. So we have a great platform that we literally can go in and say, hey, let's look at, you know, the last 30 days, we could send a text to someone and say, hey, Jeff, you know, we haven't seen you in 30 days, you know, here's a great, um, you know, offer for something that we're, that we have on sale right now, or, you know, it's somebody's birthday, right? Um, giving them additional rewards or doubling rewards for certain products that you want to move quicker. So at the end of the day, what we're really trying to do is, you know, um, have this secondary um, pillar, you know, within the regulatory database where you could run very compliant promotions and really build loyalty with your customers in kind of a fun way, but all around data. So really exciting um, as we now have that in the platform. So whether you want to stay compliant, whether you want to run, uh, you know, text and, and rewards programs, if you want to drive media to dispensaries or e-commerce um, and using our data, it's all in one single stack. So it's really exciting. And, uh, you know, obviously at MJ Biz, we, we got to talk to a lot of uh, companies that are really utilizing our services in two or three or even four ways instead of just one. So again, here with Jeff Ragavan, Chief Commercial Officer at Philo, thanks for joining us here on the program. Really glad to have you. And uh, obviously let people know that you can also listen to Jeff regularly on the Alchemy podcast, which you can find where all major podcast uh, portals are out there. Go ahead and look for, subscribe, and download. Thanks so much, Jeff. Thanks for having me.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.